Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And on your screen right now is a person in some kind of skull mask who's apparently a character from Call of Duty Warzone, the smash hit battle royale game from Activision. And before we get into the substance of this video, I do want to give the disclaimer if you haven't been here in virtual legality before. My brother works for Activision, has in fact worked on the Call of Duty franchise recently. I don't know what he's doing right now, but with that tilt in mind, I'm still going to talk about Activision. I'm still going to talk about what Call of Duty and Warzone is doing here. But now you who are watching this video can be aware that I do have a familial connection to the company in question. Now, I also want to give a hat tip to Nisuno at Nisunome on Twitter, who flagged this story for me. He said, Hogue Law, Activision has moved all of the COD Warzone XP tokens that I purchased in Warzone, for Warzone, into Modern Warfare, which I don't own, so they can clear the decks for me to purchase new tokens. And I thank Nisuno again for flagging this story for me. I was immediately interested. He attached an article from Polygon entitled Modern Warfare's Double XP Tokens No Longer Work in Call of Duty Warzone. Black Ops's Cold War Season 1 update brought the wrong kind of surprises to Warzone players. Now, if you're anything like me, and I'm sorry, Tom, I don't actually play Warzone, these Terms, Modern Warfare, Warzone, Black Ops, Cold War, are all kind of blended together. And that's not any fault of yours. It's not any fault of mine. Activision has tried to combine its entire Call of Duty franchise, its Call of Duty account system, into one amorphous omnibus type thing. And one of the things that has happened as a result of that is that this is the first kind of transition around the release of Modern Warfare and Warzone, which are two separate applications but kind of bundled together as of last year, and they're transitioning that over into the Black Ops Cold War product that they released last month, and surprises abound on this particular topic. In the Polygon article, they state, if you've played enough Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, or Warzone, again, note the kind of delineation there, two separate products, it's likely that you unlocked at least a few double XP tokens, or two XP tokens, as the game calls them. These were mostly available in the game's seasonal battle passes, which they shared progress in. Note that which they shared progress in. This was throwing me a little bit, and we'll talk about this in another article as part of this video. These tokens used to give double experience rewards for periods of time like 15 minutes, 30 minutes, or even up to an hour. However, after yesterday's Season 1 update, none of these tokens work in Warzone anymore. So remember the headline. What they're saying here is that the Modern Warfare double XP tokens no longer work in Warzone, even though those quote-unquote Modern Warfare double XP tokens did work as of Tuesday before this update. So the delineation from tokens for Modern Warfare and Warzone into Modern Warfare tokens really happened as a part of all of this happening. When Warzone players logged into the game after the update went live, many were surprised to see, and you see that highlighted because that's kind of an important concept in the law. One of the things that we can't know, or I can't know since I don't play Warzone and I haven't been buying battle passes in this product, is exactly what Activision might have said about any or all of this over the course of the past year. Now, it would not surprise me at all if Activision said nothing and people really were legitimately surprised as of yesterday, it also wouldn't surprise me if Activision kind of slipped in somewhere in a blog post in 
tiny text as part of the bottom of a website or a contract that, oh, by the way, when we transition seasons over from modern warfare to Black Ops, Cold War, the things that attach to experience boosts are going to be shuffled off into the modern warfare ecosystem. Wouldn't really surprise me either way, but from a legal perspective, it's still worthwhile to know that perhaps the average consumer was surprised at what happened to these particular benefits, these assets, and if they were surprised, that creates a legal issue in and of itself. As it turns out, the tokens weren't technically gone. They're just only usable in Modern Warfare now, but not in Warzone. Players weren't pleased. As one player points out, these XP tokens were actually content that was included in the premium versions of the Warzone and Modern Warfare Battle Passes, which means that people paid to get them. Now, again, if you haven't played this game, it probably doesn't make a lot of sense to you. It didn't make a lot of sense to me when I was first reading these articles, but the Battle Pass was actually something that was combined. So these Reddit statements that say, so I bought a Battle Pass for Warzone, unlocked tokens to use in Warzone, and now can't use them in Warzone, seems to be completely accurate. Another statement, but for anyone who solely has Warzone, which is a free-to-play game, and didn't buy or can't afford the core title, stripping away the Battle Pass rewards they literally paid for via the Battle Pass and forcing them into only the Modern Warfare multiplayer modes is quite something. He, he says quite something with a little, a little extra sauce on it. I actually found the best kind of description of what was happening here on the website Charlie Intel that dived a little bit deeper into this combination. They described it as follows. Modern Warfare and Warzone shared a battle pass. So before Wednesday, the only battle pass that you could really buy if you were just a big fan of Warzone and you wanted to buy one of these battle passes to get the extra benefits like you would in Fortnite or Apex Legends or anything else was one that was branded with Modern Warfare-styled stuff. So Warzone-only players who purchased that battle pass now can't use the tokens they paid for as they have been sent in terms of usefulness over to a game they don't own. This is quite the situation, right? You've got these two games. They're ostensibly combined. They have a kind of combined experience path. You get these benefits that you pay real money for in a battle pass that works just fine until Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, the stuff that you thought you had bought hasn't been evaporated, hasn't disappeared, but has been put into a separate product that Activision would very much like you to pay money for. That's quite the corporate maneuver, and it is the kind of thing that probably is running really close to the line on some important unfair trade practices questions, which we will touch on at the end of this video. As Charlie Intel kind of surmises, and I think is probably accurate, it's likely Activision and Treyarch made this change to stop players from leveling up Black Ops Cold War weapons, new weapons introduced yesterday, faster than intended. In order to earn tokens for these weapons, you will need to purchase the Black Ops Cold War Battle Pass. You got to get in on the next pass. We don't want you to use your old experience tokens for the new hotness because, hey, we like to get paid for those battle passes. And otherwise, so many of you have accrued this mass of experience passes. We were worried that on the margins, we wouldn't get as much money as we might otherwise through the battle pass system. Charlie Intel continues, with tide progression... You can still use the double XP tokens to level up by playing Modern Warfare, but you won't be able to level up the new weapons. 
Unfortunately, you will have to purchase Modern Warfare to access those previously earned tokens to use them in any respect. The last thing I want to kind of talk about in terms of context here is what Activision and Call of Duty has been saying about all of this. Roundabout Season 2 of Modern Warfare, they actually put out what amounts to a fact, in case you had never heard of the concept of a battle pass. And this was really introduced, as far as I know, at the uh, PUBG Fortnite level, where you have a battle royale and these hundred tiers, maybe a different number of tiers that you purchase for a three, four month period and you get all these benefits. And it's really not that unusual of a business model now for modern gamers. But Call of Duty and Activision wanted to go out there and to explain to folks what this was because Call of Duty has a lot of people that are only Call of Duty gamers and they were coming to this free-to-play product in Modern Warfare and maybe didn't have the same kind of experience with this process as somebody that plays Fortnite or Apex Legends or anything like that might. So they say, if you've already experienced the full version of Call of Duty Modern Warfare, you are probably familiar with the Battle Pass system. But, but for those that aren't, those that aren't special enough to have purchased our fully priced product, here's how it works. The Battle Pass has 100 tiers of content for you to progress through and earn once you've purchased the Battle Pass. To advance through these tiers, you simply play the game. Either Warzone or the full Modern Warfare experience. Now note that kind of statement of language, that Warzone is a part of of Modern Warfare. Not quite. Warzone you can access completely separately, but they want to combine it into this kind of Modern Warfare concept, almost as if they hadn't been thinking about what the season transition would look like the next year, or just didn't want to communicate it to the gamer. Earn XP and complete challenges, which give even more of that XP. And again, we're talking about doubling XP tokens, so experience points really is one of those important currencies and and benefits that you get out of buying this Battle Pass. Through the Battle Pass system, everyone can unlock and enjoy tiers of free content and all functional content that has an impact on game balance, including base weapons and attachments, can be unlocked simply by playing the game. We're only talking about cosmetics and fun-looking stuff. However, players looking for the ultimate customization can purchase the Battle Pass for 1,000 Call of Duty points and get access to unlock up to 100 tiers of content. Tiers within the Season 2 Battle Pass system include scores of rare, epic, and legendary weapon blueprints, operator skins, operator missions, and more, including these XP benefits that we're talking about today, and immediately unlock an all-new Operative Ghost, which I believe is the gentleman that we are picturing on our thumbnail. Note this final statement that Activision and Call of Duty does to describe this. Note, you don't have to own the full Modern Warfare game to purchase the battle pass. And no, this isn't a promise for the future. This isn't a statement that the stuff that you're going to get in the battle pass is going to work on Warzone necessarily, but a statement like this in context combined with this entire kind of pitch for what you get by paying for the battle pass suggests strongly that you should be free about buying it if you just love Warzone And we're not going to take the stuff that you bought and put it into this other product that you don't own. We're starting to get really close to that line. Now, why aren't we just vaulted over that line? So many of you come into my videos and say, can't we create a class action? Can't we sue everybody on earth? Can't we kill the executives? And the answer to that almost always is no, certainly the killing the executives part. And and the reason that answer is that way is as we've talked about in virtual legality, these end user license agreement with the Activision phrases as terms of use really do set the parameters for what you can and can't do with so much of their product. 
right? This is a license agreement that's dated as updated as of September of 2020 that says, you agree that your use of this Activision product and or service provided content, and we'll get to that definition in a second, shall be subject to the terms of this agreement. When you purchase a video game, or if you just download a free-to-play video game, you agree to a set of rules that the copyright holder, the intellectual property holder of that video game imposes upon you. And you agree to certain things when you enter into that document. You all know this. You click through it before anybody reads it. And hey, I'm guilty of that as well, depending on the game. And we've talked about Activision's document before and how humorous it is because games like Crash Bandicoot has a 40-page document you have to click through before you can even play this cartoon platforming game. But it becomes all the more important when you start talking about microtransactions and this service-provided content concept. Because at the end of the day, all you are getting is that license. Activision grants you a personal, limited, non-exclusive license to use the product for your non-commercial use. And they reiterate this in a number of spots. We get down all the way to section 11 about specifically service-provided content, and we see where the rubber hits the road. Service-provided content consists of those materials provided to product users, with or without an account as applicable, such as unlockable content, virtual assets, codes, achievements, etc. You understand that while at times you may quote-unquote earn, quote-unquote buy, or quote-unquote purchase service-provided content, you do not in fact own or have any property interest in the service-provided content and the price of any service-provided content does not refer to any credit balance of real currency or its equivalent. Said another way, we might use the word own or earn or buy or purchase. You might exchange money for these digital quote unquote goods that you think that you have received. But because of section 11 here, halfway through what is a 40 page document that we force you to click through before you can play Warzone or Call of Duty or Crash Bandicoot 4, because this is buried in here, we can say that word that you think means something doesn't mean that something. And in fact, we actually go a little bit too far. Any lawyer would tell you that if you get a license to a piece of software, you do have an interest in it. Doesn't mean you own it, but the statement you don't have any interest in it is kind of nonsensical, especially since the next sentence says, any service provided content that you receive is licensed to you. Having a license right is a right. It's a kind of property interest. It's not an ownership interest, but for them to say that you don't have any property interest goes too far, like much of this concept. You know, one of the things we've talked about before in terms of these end user license agreements is with places like digital movies, Voodoo, Amazon, wherever, where they have a sentence that's very similar to this. It says, sure, our button says purchase, but we don't really mean purchase. We aren't conveying any kind of purchase right, ownership right. You can't come after us for this. They double down on this in the Activision license in section 20. They put it in bold and in capital letters. You acknowledge that other than the license granted to you by this agreement, you shall have no ownership or other property interest in any product or service provided content. And you further acknowledge and agree that to the furthest extent, the fullest extent permitted by applicable law, all rights in and to such products and service provided content are and shall forever be owned by and inure to the benefit of Activision and its licensors. You don't have anything. You gave us 10 bucks, but we don't owe you anything. And a lot of you will come into the comments to my videos and say, well, that can't be right. We have to have some legal defense mechanism to these kinds of things. And I say, mm, maybe we'll get there. We'll get there because they really are walking the line when they say that word doesn't mean that you're not buying anything. We can do whatever we want. 
and section 19 is where they claim those rights. Except as otherwise set forth herein, Activision does not guarantee that any particular product or service provided content will be available at all times or at any given time, or that Activision will continue to offer the product or service provided content for any particular length of time. Activision may change and update the product or service provided content without notice to you. Taken to the furthest extreme, you spend a thousand Call of Duty points on that battle pass for a hundred tiers. Tomorrow, they could change it to two tiers, both of which have emotes that you didn't want. That's the furthest extreme. And if they did that, there would be a big uproar. It would be on Twitter and social media and on virtual legality. And, and the consumer base, the Call of Duty fan, would hit them on Reddit and they'd probably have to walk it back. But in the legal contract in section 19, section 20, section 11, all these halfway through kind of buried in the end user license agreement or the terms of use, they say we can do whatever we want. We can change how that XP operates. We can change how that battle pass operates. It does not matter if you paid us money for it. But consumers don't think of it that way, right? The Polygon article isn't wrong to say people were surprised that this happened, presuming that Activision didn't mention it somewhere. And certainly when you look at blog posts like the Battle Pass saying, hey, just buy it if you only have Warzone. You don't need Modern Warfare to buy the Battle Pass. That does suggest that Activision was trying to get those dollars in the door and, and maybe either hadn't contemplated what the season transition would look like or just didn't want to share it with anybody. But if people are surprised, you start to drag in actual legal obligations, right? That end user license agreement is a contract between parties. You've heard me say in virtual legality that in general, the United States is in favor of freedom of contract, that these two parties can enter into whatever contract they want for an exchange of goods and services and money. And hey, if the contract says you give me your money and maybe I don't give you anything at all, well, then the two parties agreed to it. Now, there are certain rules that say, okay, that's not allowed because certain jurisdictions and maybe even the federal government as one of them says, okay, if you are just being completely outside the bounds of what anybody could expect in the contract, then we're not going to enforce that contract. But outside of that, you really have to cause trouble. And Activision might be getting up there, right? I've pulled up the Federal Trade Communications Act. We've talked about this. Unfair methods of competition are unlawful. That says basically deceiving people is wrong. Unfair methods of competition in or affecting commerce, as this undoubtedly does, and unfair or deceptive acts or practices in or affecting commerce are hereby declared unlawful. Now, that isn't a super useful set of legislation there because it doesn't actually describe what you might mean or be talking about with respect to something that is deceptive. But it certainly appears to be the case that if a lot of people were surprised by this, and I wouldn't doubt it, I think I would have been surprised by it if it had happened to me, then you can at least raise the question of whether or not Activision is acting in a way that is actually illegal, that is deceptive on its face. The various states in the country actually define these things a little bit better. They actually put contours around what they mean by unfairness, right? Here, my great state of Michigan says advertising or representing goods or services with an intent not to dispose of those goods or services as advertised or represented, that's unlawful. So if Activision knew at the time that this was going to happen and they didn't make it apparent to those people from whom they were collecting money for the quote unquote modern warfare battle pass, then that might be something that a state government or the federal government would take a second look at. Similarly, 
failing to reveal a material fact, the omission of which tends to mislead or deceive the consumer, and which fact could not reasonably be known by the consumer, also unfair, also deceptive, right? Once Activision knows that it's going to do this, and we're presuming as part of this video that it's not a bug, if Activision wants to turn around today or tomorrow or next week and say, actually, we never meant to do that. It was just a bug. We're putting it all back. Even if a number of you viewers don't believe them and think they're just fixing it up after a minor uproar on Reddit and places like virtual legality, if they fix that up, then, hey, maybe there isn't a big problem. But once they knew that this was going to happen and it wasn't a bug and it was a deliberate action by Activision, then if they don't tell people that, and they continue to collect that battle pass money. And they don't inform people, hey, bare minimum on Tuesday, smoke them if you got them. You need to spend your two XP tokens because if you don't own Modern Warfare, they're going to lose their entire effectiveness as of Wednesday. That's the kind of statement that it could at least provide some kind of buffer between you and potential legal exposure if you're on Activision, right? If they knew that, if they didn't know it, then... Maybe it's a bug and can be corrected. But these are the kinds of things. You can look at this long list if you're interested. I'll link this in the description of this video. This is the Michigan Consumer Protection Act where they really like to list out the things that they find uh, to be deceptive. If you start running up against these questions, then you really do potentially have legal exposure. Now, it's very difficult in the video game space because as we've talked about, the Federal Trade Commission isn't super inclined to back up specific actions in respect of video game, quote unquote, fraud, video game, unfair practices, because we're talking about relatively minor amounts of money. Nobody's health is at risk. These are luxury goods. So it's not the kind of thing that they talk about regularly in terms of appliances and foodstuffs and pharmaceuticals. So that's a tough claim to bring in of itself. And if you want to bring your own kind of civil claim, you don't have a lot of money that's been put on the line yourself. So you start to talk about things like class actions, but class actions in and of themselves are slow and expensive and you need a good plaintiff. And Activision and every other game publisher and every other media company that is taking dollars from you, 10 or $20 at a time, knows all of this. And Activision believes they have a contract right to do whatever they want to any of the things that you've otherwise quote unquote bought, earned, purchased, or transferred to you. So you've got this kind of confluence of contract rights, consumer rights, unfair trade practices, a company that may be doing something that is completely unethical or untowards that may not be illegal. And at the end of the day, I raise these questions in virtual legality. I cover these stories because I want gamers, I want consumers to better know where these contours and gray areas and lines lie. At bare minimum, those people that bought battle passes in the modern warfare era of Warzone should look at a situation like this. And if Activision doesn't correct it and say, wow, I either need to not buy the battle pass in the Cold War era, or I need to know that I have to use everything that could possibly be put over into Cold War as of next November or December. I need to use them in the current season because otherwise I could get burned. And in fact, if you go down to the bottom of the Polygon article, I believe that's basically what he says. He says, hey, just remember to use them during the Black Ops Cold War season so they don't suddenly become locked behind a game you don't own when the next game in the series arrives. And maybe that's enough for next time. Maybe that kind of statement actually pr protects the Activisions of the world because consumers have some knowledge about it. But as of right now, this transition, I think there really is an open question about whether or not Activision jumped right over that unfair trade practices line.
This has been Virtual Legality for today. I hope you enjoyed this video. I love talking about these things, the business and law of video games. We have been talking so much about CD Projekt and CD Projekt Red. To be honest, it was nice to talk about somebody different, even if that somebody different was another giant multinational video game conglomerate like Activision. If you like this video, please like, subscribe, share, ring bells. We are actually really, really close to potentially hitting our goal of 30,000 subscribers by the end of the year. So if you know somebody that would like this content, that would like this channel, it would do me a great service for you to tell them about it, to bring people over here, uh, because we're having great conversations and we're only, only going to have more of those great conversations in the year and years to come. If you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.